0: Hey! (laughs) How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? No, it's not Wednesday. It's Friday today. I did say on Tuesday, yeah, after that, finally did come out. I had some technical problems. I filmed Tuesday afternoon and my computer was giving me a little bit of trouble. I had to clear some space off the hard disk because it wouldn't load up. So anyway, I did that and finally got the podcast out late Tuesday night and said to you that I was going to bring you a podcast on Wednesday and summarise on the Friday. But it's Friday here today and I didn't bring you one on Wednesday. So here I am doing the second chapter or this part two to the podcast we had on Tuesday. And it's called Rented Hall or Health Club. And it's, a, it's just, a, it's just a, a comparison between the two systems going on there. And I want to do a follow-up before I go on with this. Now, I did say that when you do a fitness class in a health club, you just have to rock up and you don't, it doesn't cost you anything. Well, that's not entirely true because you do have to pay for your insurance, your, your license, your qualifications and your music and all that stuff. So it isn't a case of just rocking up and it's free. But what I meant was that you don't have to hire the hall or or invest in any uh, equipment as far as music goes. And I'll cover that in this podcast because we're going to be talking about rented halls right now. My favourite topic. Because, as I said in the last podcast, this is where it all happened for me. Yeah? A little hall called the Roehampton Parish Hall. That there in Putney, just on the outskirts of London, my trainer, Tony Lloyd, he gave me my first class and then we went on to teach in another place called a dance attic in Putney. Now that was a health club, no rephrase, that was a dance studio. And that's, I'm going to bring, I'm going to cover that in in part three, and I'll bring you part three tomorrow. But for now, I just want to carry on and dive deep into the differences and the pros and cons that we have between the two types of classes or places that you can teach in health clubs which we covered on Tuesday and we're going to be talking all about the rented hall today. Now first thing is first, when you hire a hall, do you know you don't need qualifications? You don't need any qualifications at all. Uh, But what you do have to have is responsibility. Now you can teach a fitness class, a kickboxing class or any class without having any qualifications as I said a minute ago. But it's not a wise thing to do and this is why the YMCA or, the, or the, um, those fitness courses started in the first place because there were so many people going into these local community halls and wrecking people's bodies both in the fitness and the martial arts game. And it's always a good idea to have your qualification but you ultimately are your own governor and you have to take responsibility and the buck does stop with you because if you don't have those qualifications and you go into a private hall and you hurt somebody, you're going to have the book thrown at you. You're going to wish that you weren't even living if that happens. So it's just like driving without insurance. You don't want to do that. Yeah, You do not want to take that risk. So um, just get your qualifications and make sure you are good to teach what you're teaching. The next thing is the students are all yours. What does that mean? When you go into a health club, the students aren't yours. They come to your class, but they belong to the health club. Well, people don't really belong to anyone. Yeah, your Children don't even belong to you. They're their, they're their own people. But you get the gist of this. I'm using the term loosely here. Your students that come to your class are signed up via you. They have got that added interest in you. They've invested in you. They come there just to do your class, not to do any others because there is only, well there may be other classes being taught in the community hall or the church hall, but they've paid and signed up purely for your class so you're likely to get those people coming back to you week in week out for years to come. Now the people that attend your class are also very loyal. I find them much more loyal than people who attend classes in centers. As I said to you a minute ago, I have people that's been coming to my class for over 10 years. In fact, I have, <laughs> let's take that aside, I have people that's been coming to my class for over 20 years. They've had their children, and now their children are also coming to my class. So a beautiful thing when you see the parent working out alongside the child. You're your own boss. You pay yourself. Look, if you get up off your butt and drive and get people in the class, then you would earn more money and all that money is yours. Take the whore cost out of it because you've rented the whore, right? So you've got to pay for the whore. And the whores are creeping up a bit. There are some greedy whores out there, i got to say. Greedy whores. £50 or $50 a session, Sixty dollars a session—that's ridiculous. How could you charge that kind of money? You should be looking to pay about th- between twenty-five and thirty-five pounds for the haul. Any less than twenty-five, you're getting a heck of a deal, and any more than thirty-five, I believe you're being ripped off. I don't care how beautiful the haul looks. And as I said, you are your own boss. You pay yourself. Take the rent money out, and the rest belongs to you, which I suspect would be. Considerably more than the 25, 35, 40 pounds that you probably will be paid if you were to work in a health club. Your students are more connected with you. You have a deep connection, a deep bond with your students from a a hall because you're talking to them. As I said, they've got that invested interest in you and you you have in them also. I also find, in this is just my opinion now, my experience, I also find the students more disciplined. They come to the class for you. So they turn up early. Turn up early and they don't leave to the end. It's an hour. In fact, they give themselves two hours. They've got, a, they've got 30 minutes before, 30 minutes after and an hour's class. They give themselves that time to get come back, prepare and all of that stuff. I find the whole system way better in my opinion and you know we, you you've got misbehaved students and I've had those, throw them out. You have your policies right you got your policies are written down in black and white and if they go outside of those policies you could just turf them out on their ass. You cannot do that in the centre because they are members of the centre and Generally, the centre doesn't understand what's going on in your class. They don't understand the ethos in your class. Yeah, you could tell them. And they know the system. They know people need to turn up before a class for the warm-up because you've always got that. Yeah, I know we covered, center, we covered the centres on Tuesday, but I didn't say this. The student, you, you are in the right to eject a student if they turn up to your class late. If they want to leave early, that's another matter. They should also do the cool-down because the class runs in a way that the build-up and the cool-down are major parts of the class. Because if the person doesn't cool down, the person could blood pool and collapse and serious things could happen. So those parts, the end and the beginning, are important. So the centres may turn a blind eye to this, but you can stipulate and push that. Your policies... And your health and safety policies, you should have those in place because they're important. But you don't have to go crazy stringent like the centres do. But there, then again, the hall you're hiring, have their own policies. Just make sure you know them and implement your own. Because every class, every, every person who hires a hall will be hiring it for something different. So just make sure you got your, your fire exits, you know where the fire... Um, extinguishers are, if they've got a defibrillator, you know where that is, you've got your first aid kit, you've got, you know, where the water is and all of that stuff, you know, this stuff is important for you, you've got to be responsible, when it's your class, it's all down to you, if anything kicks off, they're not going to go to the centres, they're going to come straight back to you. In centres, they have mirrors, now, if you find a hall with mirrors in, snap it up, it's unlikely that you're going to do that, but I tell you what, you know, this unlikely thing, I've got one. I'm in a school hall and they have mirrors in there. They put boards over them so that the kids don't break the mirrors in the daytime. But I I don't know who put these mirrors up, but I'm lucky. I'm a very fortunate man to find a school hall that's got mirrors in I'm I love it because I like to teach both with my back to to the class and with my front to the class. I like to turn it around constantly because, you know, people get mixed up with their left and right. So if you could face the same way as them, then, if you move your left, they move their left. People don't mirror so well sometimes if you're actually looking out at them. So the mirror is a great thing i I'm, I'm really happy to have that. And if you do find that, snap that hall up because you hardly ever get that if the mirrors are something that you um, find important in your class. right. So you have um the music, you got the music system. I like a very powerful music system, so I carry a sub with me. It's a 12 inch sub, it isn't that big, it is heavy though. And then I've got a 10 inch mid and treble. I've got many speakers but that's a combination I like to use. And I have a little mixer, it goes into a little mixer and then my iPhone, I've got an iPhone that I've converted to an iPod. I always like to keep my music system, my music separate. A lot of teachers use their phone for their music and that's fine. It's all good. You can double up on it if, as long as you put the, um, what do you call it, the airplane mode on. But I don't want to be bothered, bothered with that. My phone is my phone. My work is my work. Two different things. Two different things. So uh, I have an iPad 6. No, say it again. I've got an iPhone 6 that I use as an iPod Touch, and it works incredibly well. And as I said, I run that into the mixer, and then run the mixer into my speakers, and then my microphone plugs into the mixer. I've got a nice Bluetooth portable headset microphone. I've got all this stuff, and it's looking good. So now the next thing is the microphone. Make sure you do invest in the microphone. As I said to you before, I use this Bluetooth portable microphone It's great because you don't have that big massive radio box that you've got to hook up and plug in. I like everything I have, as many things as possible to be battery operated. Because once they're battery operated, you could use them anywhere, go outside, whatever. My speakers are not, but I've got a plan for that, which I'll cover in another podcast. And then you have aerobic mats or fitness mats. In the centres they have them. In your private club, they don't have them. Now I have a club. I have a a class in art, said, and I can't. I don't bring mats there because it's too much of a a, a hassle to do that, because it's a, quite a way of, away from where I live, and I can't store things there. And that's another thing, storage. But I, I covered. I I'll tell you about that in a minute. So my mats, I like to have mats because i do groundwork i do abs i do leg work and i do stretching and all those require me to go on the floor and these halls don't have a cleaner running behind you every five minutes like the centers do so the floor can be grubby bit of dirt in the corner here there and stuff on the floor you know one time i went on the floor there was a little bit of glass that's this a church hall or a community hall after all right so you need your mats when you go on the floor, can't put them on a bare floor. Just like that. So one of my centres, I have storage. And try and get storage when you hire somewhere because it is gold dust. It will save you carting that stuff around. You can leave your speakers and your hi-fi and your mats there. And that's always a bonus. Setting up and go. Environmental conditions. You don't normally get air conditioning in those halls or any kind of heater. So you find that the halls are conditioned to what's going on outside. If it's cold outside, it's going to be cold in the hall. If it's hot outside, it's going to be rootin' tootin' hot inside. So which means that you just got to vary your workout a lot of the time. I work them a lot harder in the winter than I do in the summer because in the summer we're gasping for for breath because the heat and the humidity is stifling. So we have to calm it down a little bit whereby in the winter then we can take it up a notch and hit it real strong. But then when it comes to the toning and especially the stretching, you've got the opposite. In the winter, it's difficult to stretch because we don't get to the heat that we want to get to. And we do stretch out, but the stretching is way better in the summer when all your ligaments and joints and lubricants are nice and fluid. So you're in some kind of a beautiful fluid state. Promoting your own class, that's what you got to do, you've got to promote and I used to do a lot of flyers back when I was hiring whores way back and flyers don't really work for me now and it's not that great for the instructor to go out there and deliver flyers and also teach the class. I know what you're saying, yeah if you want to do this you've got to do your own work but you know it it doesn't sit with me too well that, that thing there so you can hit do a website. First of all, you've got to get a website. It's so easy to do now. You've got Squarespace and Wix. They're easy to do that. I use a company called EverWeb because I used to use iWeb and Everweb's is just an extension of iWeb. I'm just used to that interface. So that's where I what I do. Social media, Instagram, Facebook. May I, may I say dreadful, dreadful social media. But there you go. It works for some people. And you want to put a banner up outside the hall, that's always a good thing. If you can get it kept there, that's great. But if you have to put it up and take it down. But there's one thing a lot of people don't consider, a couple of things. And I'm really keen on this. And there's two two of them, one better than the other. There's Moves GB. Now what they are, they're a, a company that have that's online, and they have an app. And you sign up to them, pay whatever money you pay. I don't know, you've got a look them up to find out all their ins and outs and I I should do a podcast on this actually and they will have a whole load of classes on their books just like as if you were going to a, a center a fitness center but these are classes that are privately run like my own and then they direct them there and I get paid monthly from that it's a great idea but ClassPass is way better. They send people to me and the people stick. I find that the people um, moves MooseGB tend to chop and change and move around. I see these people come and I don't see them again. And I know I run a good class. The people from ClassPass come to me and they do come back. The retention is quite high there. And then you've got pay-as-you-go. The people, when they come into your class, that's the thing I was t- t- telling you about. You, you take the money, right? So any money that comes into your hand is going in your pocket barring the rent and from there you do as you want with it i would make sure you invest in your training and your music and your clothes and all the other things put the money back into your business and when it's all done then you make a you, you say hey this 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 is profit and the big thing is what i do now i have a monthly standing order because you need that to ensure that the people come back and you need that to ensure that you're paying your hu- your, your haul monthly. Your haul is going to demand that you pay them every single month. So you need to make sure that you're getting that money in every single month. If they're dipping in, dipping out, they could turn up one week, turn up, don't turn up the next week, you can't govern your money and you don't know whether you're coming or going. Get that monthly standing order going because that is a good thing. And you know your students would appreciate it as well. If you're a student out there You would appreciate it because now you're committed to at least a month going to that class, right? And you're going to go. You're going to go. Listen, I'm way over time. Way, way over time. This is a 20-minute show, man. I've got to get out of here. I'll see you tomorrow. Bo!